When you lead with your personality and vision and values, that's when you can really create a community of people that love your work and that you love to serve. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I get to speak to the fresh princess of email marketing, Liz Wilcox, and she's an email strategist and keynote speaker showing small businesses how to build online relationships, package up their magic, and turn it into emails that people want to read, and more importantly, purchase from. In the span of five years, Liz grew and sold a successful blog, got bought out of her second company, and built the third into a multiple six-figure party that just won't quit. In other words, she now teaches online entrepreneurs to simplify the whole email marketing thing and finally master their sales in a way that leverages their personality, vision, and values. She's best known for her 1,000-plus users membership, 20-minute newsletter technique, and her email staircase framework she's taught to tens of thousands of creatives, freelancers, e-commerce shop owners, and small businesses across the globe. Offline, Liz lives in Florida. She loves to run and is a walking 90s pop culture encyclopedia. You'll get to hear from Liz. It's such a treat to hear from her. And of course, we talk 90s and all kinds of fun things about email marketing. Uh, But first, it's time for our Marketing Essentials Moment, the basics that you need to help you build your brand and your bottom line. I was recently asked by a founding group member, uh, Second Act Sisterhood is a Facebook group that's just recently launched and I have been asked to be an expert among 15 others in all different areas for women that are in their second act. So maybe in their 40s or above, I qualify. (laughs) So the question became, what are the best ways to market second act sisterhood on a barely their budget? And trying to grow membership and, you know, wanting to get more people involved in a part of this group on Facebook. And I'm sure there will be other things that will come from from this group. What I did is I shared 50 ways in 50 days that Pepper Shock can help promote your brand with a budget, with the idea that you can use these and some of this you can do on your own. So DIY, do it yourself done with you or done for you, right? There's different levels of where companies are at. And especially when you're starting off new, some of these things you would have to do on your own. So I thought I would share some of these things that you could maybe potentially think about incorporating into your business or your Facebook group or whatever it is that you're starting new and fresh. So think about a couple of these things. I'll list off some of them and then you'll have to watch next time or listen to us next time because I'll go through some more of these things. But if you don't already have, let's say, business cards, what are your business cards saying? And now people even use a, a, a digital business card, right, on your phone so you can give contact information through your phone. But what are some ways that you can think about how you can use your business card? For example, we have our business cards and on the back we actually have a QR code to a booking link 
so that you can schedule time. And I selectively choose who I want to give the business card with a QR code on it because I want to maybe meet with the, the, these people at another time, have more of a conversation, open the dialogue, see what it is, if they are either going to be a vendor for me or if I want them to be a potential client for us. I want to see if it's going to be a good fit, right? So think about how you're using your business cards now. Yes, it's been a long time tradition to exchange business cards, but if it's digital that you could use and or could you put a QR code on it? That's another idea. What's your website looking like? If you don't have a website or if you are maybe struggling with a site or maybe you haven't updated a site if you're in business for a while, think about the sites and how they're being utilized now, right? It's a 24-7 way to be able to talk about what it is that you do. So having a landing page or maybe a sales funnel page that specifically has a, a vanity URL that you can drive traffic to or drive that QR code to. So think about your website. Other things you can do is attend meetings or professional groups, networking, like chamber events or lunch and learns, and then work on your elevator pitch, right? If you only had 30 seconds in an elevator and somebody asked is, what is it you do or who are you? You know, what company or brand you represent? Is your elevator pitch current? Is it something that you are passionate about doing? Does it include why you do what you do? So think about that. And of course, are you on all the socials, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikToks, Instagram, all the things, right? What are you doing to put your socials out there? And maybe at first, just focus on one or two of them and get really good at it and understand what works and what doesn't. And if you're promoting the Facebook group, obviously Facebook might be a great place for you to reach out to others. What kinds of things can you post that's gonna attract engagement and attract your audience to answer those questions or polls or, or chats or things that you can do to help uh, get that influence out there? Think about doing more video, right? Videos are what people watch with the subtitles on, on them already so that you can, if people don't turn up the audio, think about the videos that you can have. And of course, we can always help to uh, produce a, a well-crafted video, but if you're still in the DIY phase, think about how you can use your own iPhone or Android or whatever it is that you use to create more videos. Live videos on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn if you uh, have the creator uh, capabilities, they, uh, if you're eligible for LinkedIn Live. Those are all places you can go to share what you know or add value to your audience or attract audience members because of it. And then of course using hashtag strategy to get in front of people's feeds who have specifically searched for those particular hashtags that are within your group or your industry or whatever it is that you're trying to do. And for the second act sisterhood, for example, right? If it's people who are above 40 and over, then what are the hashtags that we can use and think about for that strategy, for example? And of course, I've said this before, but my five R's, raise five R's, getting recommendations, ratings and rankings, referrals, and reviews. Those are so important because it helps you accelerate word of mouth without really having to pay anything. And then of course, the fifth R is rewards, rewarding those people to do it some more and, and give them rewards and give them shout outs and thank yous and all the things um, to get them to want to do it again, right? It's a ripple, ripple effect. And of course, if you don't have a Facebook business page, that's another area that you can create and generate interest. If people can like and see and share and comment on the posts that you're making, and then being sure to follow up on the comments that people make, whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn or any of those places, are you engaging with your audience, making sure that you're continuously engaging with them? 
Pinterest is another place that you can post pins and have quotes and drive traffic back to your landing page or your website. Doing something newsworthy or participating in something newsworthy, you know, being quoted on the news is free publicity. And so what can you do to do something newsworthy with your brand or your organization? What are you doing that could generate that kind of interest? Uh, creating presentations about your group. If you are being able to suggest to Rotary Clubs or other organizations are always looking for speakers to share their knowledge and value, that's another way to get in front of a great audience. And then offering something for free, right? It's a try before you buy or something that you can give of value that then sparks interest. And we're going to talk about email list building. So giving something of value to get building that email list. Having a street team, having other people go and talk at trade shows or industry trade shows or, you know, if there are different trade shows that are going on, what can you do to have other people help talk about you at your trade show booth? Those are some other things. Doing some contesting, right? Enter for a chance to win something cool in exchange for permission-based data back from the first party user, not third party data, but first party, right? Those are some other things that you can do to help generate lists and contacts and interested people who are you know, wanting to win whatever it is that a value that you can give. And then posting things like how-to videos or, you know, informational videos or edutainment, education and entertaining videos that can help on YouTube. Uh, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world next to Google. Of course, Google owns YouTube, but people go on YouTube a lot to find how-to videos or what can I do to do this? We just watched a video yesterday on how to lay a fish because we couldn't quite remember how to do it. It's been a little while since we caught a fish. So Drew went and the boys went uh, fishing yesterday and this last weekend and brought home a steelhead. And so we wanted to make sure that we did it just right. So we watched a how-to video just to make sure we were doing it right. <laughs> and a couple of other things we'll go into next time, but I wanted to just give you some ideas of tactics that you could take that maybe you can do on your own if you're not necessarily ready for the next level of done with you or done for you. But hopefully this will give you some value to help you continue to build your brand and your bottom line. And now it's time for our interview with Liz Wilcox. Be sure to go in the show notes. She has uh, dropped a link in the show notes and has a gift for you. So make sure you do that. And until next time, we'll see you soon. Let's get this party started. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Pepper Shock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest, we have Liz Wilcox. Welcome to the show, Liz. Oh my gosh, I'm so ready. Yay. <laughs> so Liz, let's uh, share a little more about you with our audience and just uh, kind of give me a, a brief overview of what got you into the space that you're in now, the fresh princess of email marketing? Kind of walk me through a little bit of this process and this journey that you've gone through to get where you are now doing all the wonderful things that you do now. Yeah, so my marketing expedition started actually in an RV. So I was an RV travel blogger, and unlike a lot of other email marketers who cut their chops maybe under someone else, you know, learning copywriting and marketing skills, I learned it all from a dinette uh, in an RV while traveling the country. So you can imagine the back pain I had along with the headache of trying to untangle this marketing web, right? 
And I, I did the RV travel thing. I started the blog and I knew I wanted it to be a business. So, you know, I launched my first product and I just want to say side note, uh, as you're listening, Y'all, my first product, whatever your idea is, it was better than mine. I actually, if you've ever traveled in an RV, there's something called the black tank, and that's where the sewage goes, okay? And my first product was called Tales from the Black Tank, a collection of hilariously crappy RV stories. So if you're thinking about, you know, launching your product or you're wondering why it doesn't sell and you maybe you want to add more value to it, I promise you it's more valuable than what I sold. And I actually made something like $7,000 in the first 90 days. That product got picked up by an international sponsor and it really, you know, helped me get that momentum going. I launched a summit, you know, any kind of digital product, I tried it. And when I launched my first digital course, you know, a few years later, I said, okay, everybody tells you to create a course. I'll create a course. I had 141 people on the wait list and I did the traditional. Yeah. Awesome. Right. I did the traditional Monday through Friday, open, close cart. I made 141 sales. So pretty wild when I realized just how wild that was and how nobody believed me and I kept having to show my receipts. That's when I knew my RV expedition was over and I needed to go into this email marketing to teach other people how I was doing the things that I was doing over in the RV space. So if you can, you know, turn poop into gold, you're doing all right. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So I always share that about about the poop story because, you know, so often, right, when we go to market and we try to create products, we always think, oh, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's got to have more value. I, I got to add 10 bonuses and a one-on-one call and, uh, you know, keep the price low and da-da-da-da-da. Y'all, your idea is so much better and so much more value in the world than mine. Just go for it. I believe in you so much. That's awesome. Well, let's get into some of those things that you do that you help people with. And we don't have to give away the farm. Obviously, people can go get your course, but just give, give kind of a, you know, some nuggets that people can use to think about when they want to use email and the digital space of what you're doing. What what maybe some top tips that you would like to share that people could be using in their business or in, you know, their digital space that they're in? Yeah, so when it comes to email marketing and the thing that I was doing and I found other people weren't is something I call the email staircase. So expedition, so perfect, right? We just got to climb that mountain. We just got to, you know, step up on the staircase. So first you have a follower, right? You find somebody on a podcast, they find you on social, webinar, networking, whatever. Get them on your email list and then you can turn them into a friend. Now, I'm not talking about your best friend that you spew all your dirty laundry to and you're talking to constantly, but a friend that you have something in common with, right? Ray and I, we're totally geek out over marketing, right? So we're gonna join each other's lists and we're gonna geek out on that one thing. So what is that one thing you have in common with your subscribers? And just totally geek out on it in your newsletters, in your emails. And once you have a list full of friends, once you've really gotten to know them, you know, they're they're sharing with you, you're looking at data, 
you can turn them into customers because you know who they are and you can say, hey, just like I did with my RV maintenance course, hey, I know you keep talking about needing a solution for RV maintenance. Do you wanna buy mine? And 100% of people who expressed interest actually did. So that's follower, friend, customer. That's the email staircase. Uh, I can go deeper into like how to turn someone into a friend. So it's like, yeah, okay, Liz, that sounds so nice and succinct, but how do we do it? How do we do it? (laughs) In order to turn someone into a friend, you just need three things. Number one, show that you are invested. Nobody likes a friend that just shows up in the door asking to couch surf for a week when you haven't heard from them in three years, right? Don't do that. Show that you are invested in the relationship. And this can be as simple as, oh, you know, I was listening to Marketing Expedition and I learned how to write better newsletters. I'm gonna start writing better newsletters from here on out. Yes, even if you are B2C, you think, oh, they don't care about what I'm doing behind the scenes. They do. There's a reason why we love behind the scenes reels of people, you know, making wreaths and jewelry. Like we love that behind the scenes stuff because it shows us that it shows us that you're invested in your craft. So that's number one, show that you are invested. Number two, just share in a relatable way. And no, I did not say be interesting. Being interesting is really hard, right, Ray? It's like suddenly we've got our 10th grade English teacher behind us. Like, don't you dare write that because you didn't put it in the first paragraph. And, you know, then our, our imposter syndrome comes like, oh, they don't really care. Who am I? My life is boring. So don't try to be interesting. Just try to be relatable. And spoiler alert, people want to relate to other human beings. There's a reason why we live in cities and suburbs and you know we live together as a people we are a communal uh, type of species right so if you go to my website if you could see the video now you'll see I got in sync in the background I'm wearing like a 90s headband I kind of got like a Jerry Seinfeld 90s haircut going on very 90s themed that's relatable even if you didn't like the 90s if you're oh I'm too old for the 90s or oh I'm a little younger than Liz you're relating in some way Your brain is trying to make some connection to what I just said. So being relatable is actually really simple. You can say things in your newsletters like, oh, my refrigerator just broke. I'm writing this while I wait for the repairman. Is that interesting? Absolutely not. Is it relatable? 100% yes. And I guarantee you, you're going to get a reply. Oh, my refrigerator just broke last week too. Or, oh, you know, my fridge is 30 years old. I keep holding my breath that it, you know, it, it holds until retirement, right? It's incredibly relatable. And the third thing is just stay top of mind. Now, I know this is where most people tune out. It's like, oh my gosh, Liz, I can't write every single day. I'm not asking you to write every day. I'm not even asking you to write every single week, but you do have to stay top of mind. And when you do those first things really nicely, when you show you're invested in your people, when when you become really relatable, staying top of mind actually becomes really easy. I love it. So follow, friend, and then convert, or what was the last one? Follow friends. Customer. Customer, okay, (laughs) that was a C word, I like it, I like it. Yes, we want customers, that's amazing. So, okay, I wanna know how you were able to grow it so quickly. What, were you doing everything organically or did you spend any money on advertising or how how did you make it happen? Great question, I've never bought ads. 
I, I love it. Lo- I love money and I love to keep money. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, I think, uh, you know, I'll stand on my soapbox. Zuckerberg has enough money. He doesn't need mine. And so, but given that, there are other ways that I've grown where I've been able to give other people money. So number one with list building, for me, I'm always trying to find ways to convert people into customers, like I said. And why not get people on your email list that are already customers? So my main offer is a $9 membership and I offer I offer 50% commissions, affiliate commissions for anyone that brings me new members. So if, you know, Ray uh, gets Chelsea to join, Ray's getting $4.50 every month that Chelsea is in the membership. And that allowed me and allows me to grow my list uh, of customers and you know without having to pay you know big brother to do so I love being able to give that money to you know the little guy quote unquote versus spending money on ads that you know you have to always be keeping up with the times and making sure you know it's this and that. I don't even know. It's so, it's so complicated, right? No, I think the so. referral and affiliates are great because then it's like-minded people sharing it with other like-minded people and it continues on and the ripple effect, you know, continues to make it grow. So I think that that's a great uh, organic way to help build your, your membership. That's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, Ray hit it on the head. You know, we want an email list and how we convert people into even friends is getting people that are aligned with our personality, our vision for the future, our values, right? And getting affiliates to share your your stuff, getting them to create customers for you, like Ray just said, is so important to keeping that community the way you want it. You know, there are certain affiliates, if they came to me, they don't align with the way that I do business. And I would say, you know oh you please don't promote me because if you even if you got a thousand people in for me that's going to change up the entire community and possibly in a negative way that's gonna you know actually hinder me from growing my business so that was an excellent point she just made when they become a member what are some of the things that they get like they get your list and what, what what's some of the content or some of the things that they receive when they sign up for your membership yeah, so I have a, a email marketing membership. So it's a newsletter club, so to speak. And every single week, you know, we talked about, you know, follower, friend, customer, investing, all the, all that stuff. I know I talk a lot, right? I know you're driving, you can't write it down. But it's one of the things, and maybe as you try to create a product of your own, I found there was a big gap in the market. It doesn't matter how amazing your sales emails and your sales messages are or your offer is if no one is invested in you, right? If you don't have those friends on your email list that are willing to you know, invest and relate back into you. And so I came up with this idea of just writing a newsletter for you every single week. All of that strategy I just talked about with Ray, I do it for you. And so, you know, every single week, Monday morning, 5 a.m., you have a newsletter template that's delivered right to you. You also get live Q&A once a month. Um, You know, the templates are available to search based on if you need clicks, if you need opens, if you need uh, people to buy from you, all of that. 
Um, and it's just a really, it's just really fun. Right now we have over 3,000 members, but what I really want people to know about creating a membership is I just do one thing really, really well for people. That's the key. So, okay, always kind of thinking about what's next, what's forward, what's the next thing. What are some things that you've seen trending in that area specifically of list building and membership? You know, what's the next thing that you want to accomplish with what you're doing? Yeah, so what I see trending right now, and, you know, we can really thank the pandemic for this, is... Just do what feels good to you. I always say, like, when it comes to list building and email marketing, it already feels so complicated, right, Ray? It's like, oh my gosh, is this not, we're never gonna untangle. I'd rather just dance in front of the camera and put it on TikTok than have to figure out, you know, this email marketing thing. It feels so technical. So when it comes to list building and email, I want you to just do the strategies that feel good. There are so many strategies out there, you know, building an army of affiliates, uh, you know, getting on podcasts like this one, summits, uh, doing JV joint ventures with people, uh, you know, guest blogging, ads, you know, there's so many things. And really, I want you to practice your discernment and say, what feels good for me? Yes, I love writing, guest blogging, that's the thing I'm going to do. Or like Liz Wilcox, obviously, if you can't tell, she loves talking and she really geeks out over electronic mail, podcasts, yep, that's the thing for me. So really, you know, no matter what you Google, no matter, you know, this podcast and the next, always filtering it through what feels good for me, what's going to be the simplest route for me. And like it, I love that this is trending for people because it so makes business and life so much simpler and more fun when you keep it simple and fun, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And now a message about our sponsor, Billy Razors. Billy is a female first shave club and a body brand that's putting an end to the pink tax on razors. So by spreading the word about the pink tax rebate, no purchases necessary, we both get a $20 credit to spend on Billy Razors and body care. Let's do this. It's really awesome. It comes in the mail. You get it on a subscription basis and it just comes when you need it. And you can always turn it off when you don't, but you can have it set up to automatically come to you as you need new razors and they are cost effective and of course not what you're doing when you're paying at the grocery store such a high price on women's razors. So go to peppershock.com offers and get your Billy razors today. So okay one of the other things that uh, I know about you is you are it says you're a living encyclopedia of the 90s. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Are we going to put it to the test? No, I'm just curious what's uh, okay, so what was your what's your favorite 90s show? Uh Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I actually you can't see this but I'm showing Ray my sticker. I have a, the Fresh Prince on my mug right now. <laughs> I always keep him close. Uh that song just came to mind. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, side note, that's actually the number 1 hip hop song in the entire world and it's from that show. And we can talk a little bit about that branding, right? I think that's kind of where you were going. Like why the 90s? Why all of that? For me, and 
remember I said, I don't know, about 10 minutes ago, when you lead with your personality and vision and values, that's when you can really create a community of people that love your work and that you love to serve, right? And so part of that personality piece, you can actually keep pretty surface level. Me loving the 90s doesn't actually give you any sort of picture of who Liz Wilcox as is at her core, but it does give you a little bit of personality. So in your branding, in your emails, uh, you know, in your social, if you can pick some piece of pop culture or even like a food or a beverage, and again, this is like so surface shirt, level. right? You got yeah, amen. Yes, band, like, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. So just any little piece of your personality, any little. I don't know. I hate to word, use the word quirk, but something that you have that you're sort of known for in your personal life, if you can bring that into your online life, into your emails, into your community, it's again, it's that relatability piece. People want to relate. Even if you, you know, have never seen Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but you know the song, right? You didn't get into it, but you know the song. You're relating to me. Suddenly you're in this space of, you know, something fun, something silly, something surface level. When the world and my topic, email marketing, feels so hard, if I can switch that mode, switch that mood into something fun and light, it's going to go so well in serving my community. So that's why I'm very 90s themed. You go to my website, you'll see like, whoa, this looks like Saved by the Bell threw up over <laughs> here, right? Um, but it's because I want to keep, it's in my values, it's in my personality, it's in the vision I have for people to make email marketing really light and super fun. And so that's why my branding is such. Nice, nice. Okay, well, one more question. What was your first concert that you went to in the 90s? My first concert was actually Aerosmith and Kiss in, um, it was Comerica Park, which is in Detroit. And Ted Nugent was the, uh, not the headliner, he was the front runner, like he was the one that opened the show. So not it was in the 90s, but it was more 80s acts. And right. that was pretty fun. I went with my mom. What was your first concert? New Kids on the Block. <laughs> Yay! <Right>. Joey! <laughs> Back on a, you know, a tour again. Of course, you know, what is it? Uh, a few years later, let's just say, <laughs> and it was, it was just as fun. I mean, it was, it was great. Yeah. I, I also went with my mom the first time and, um, you know, went with some friends this last time and it was so fun because people did dress up totally nineties and had the, you know, the ponytail on top and absolutely the, you know, the neon and oh my gosh, hyper color. It was awesome. I love that. So I just want to point out as you listen, like you could hear the lightness in Ray's voice. Like she's giggling. I mean, you can't see her. She's She's got some like, you know, color to her face now. You know, that was a fun time for her. So in your branding, if you can somehow get people in that feeling, it's going to go like it's going to go the distance for you. And even like I said, I, you know, in sync in the background, she now I know she was thinking new kids on the block, right? You <laughs> might think, oh, gosh, I hated pop. I was totally into Nirvana, right? Like you're again, it goes back to being relatable, 
versus being interesting. If I was trying to be interesting, I would have led with that concert story. But instead, I just got to the point and said, yeah, I love boy bands or whatever. You know, it's just staying relatable. I think maybe that's the theme of this episode is going to go so long in your marketing expedition. Absolutely. Um, Okay, just a couple more questions. What are some of the resources or tools that you tap into that help keep you current in what you're doing? Yeah, so I'm not a tools guy. Um, My membership itself actually lived on Google Drive until it had over a thousand members. (laughs) So I tend to, I, I like to keep things simple. Even the email staircase, right? follower, friend, customer. That's just a couple steps. I always say if it takes more than two steps, I'm out. I can't do it. My brain doesn't do complicated. So any tool that allows me to stay simple, right? Like um, I know ConvertKit for me as an email service provider makes the most sense. It's pretty simple. It has just enough features to be dangerous, um, but not too many that I go in there and I feel overwhelmed. Again, with email marketing, I know it feels complicated. So any tool, if you're gonna you know, try to pick one, going to YouTube, spending 20 minutes, looking at a couple different tools, whichever one, makes your brain say yes, like, oh yeah, that makes sense to me. Or, oh yeah, I could figure that out. That's the one that I think you should pick. Right. You know, one thing that came to my mind is with email marketing, so many emails, I mean, I get inundated with emails all of the time, right? So you have to do things to stand out and make sure it's not going to spam. What are some things that you can maybe suggest that people focus on or think about when they're trying to reach their audience without getting spam or, you know, getting, you know, siphoned off to spam or blocked or, you know, those types of things. Are there some tactics that you um, have kind of come to find that work better than others? Yeah. So when you start Googling deliverability and spam and blockers, all those things Ray just said, What I want you to know is the majority of answers that will pop up are written from the perspective of giant emailers, uh, people in companies that like retail companies, people that are working for Walmart, uh, Pepperidge Farms, these gigantic companies that have to pay attention to the most minute details because they're sending millions of emails a month. Uh, I like to call them the internet gods, right? Who puts you in spam? Who puts you in the inbox? Who blocks you? Those are the internet gods, right? It's way above my pay grade to understand the technicalities of all those spiders crawling around Google, right? And so to appease the internet gods, those big giant retailers and things, they have to do a lot of work because they're sending a lot of emails. We are micro businesses, you know, maybe we're sending one email a week to a thousand people. You know, that's four, that's 4,000 emails a month. That's like not, that's a drop in the ocean of emails, right? So the internet gods, it actually is pretty simple for us to please them. And so what I want to say to you is don't stress too much about all of that. Just start with a proper welcome sequence. Again, one that showcases your personality, 
shares the vision that you have for your potential customers and shares a little bit of values. That way the people that are coming onto your email list know immediately whether or not you're gonna be friends, right? Oh yeah, I love Ray, I love what she's about, this marketing expedition, I think that's so fun, she lives in Idaho, like this is cool, right? I'm in, Mm -hmm. right? Like immediately I understand that. And so I'm going to start to open her emails subsequently. When I open her emails, that sends a signal to the internet gods, Ray is important to Liz. So when John joins Ray's list, it's like, oh, well, Liz has been marking her important, so I bet John will too. And it all starts with that welcome sequence. It all starts with laying those first foundational bricks, right? Putting the shoes on to start the expedition, right? You can't, you don't just get to the top of the mountain. You've got to start at the bottom. And the the way you handle that first leg of your trip It's gonna make or break the peak, right? You're gonna either make it or you're gonna break it at the summit, right? So those first foundational, that first foundational leg of the race, so to speak, is so important. That's why I really, really advise you to set up that welcome sequence and just make sure you're putting your best foot forward, wink, wink, keep going with that analogy, so that, you know, Everybody opens your emails, you know, sometimes spam happens. We can't, you know, it's not 100% predictable, but the majority of your emails will go into the inbox. That's great. Well, and if people are paying for it, they're more likely to want to see it and, you know, read it. So that's good. (laughs) Amen. So Liz, uh, any other final thoughts or nuggets that you want to drop for our audience today? Yeah, I'd love to just share two things that I do in my business, whether it's email marketing or anything else. I always ask myself just two questions whenever I get started with something. Number one, what would this look like if it was easy? And of course, sometimes it's not going to be easy. Sometimes the answer is, well, if it was easy, I would hire someone. Uh, But my bank account is at zero (laughs) or whatever, right? Sometimes it's just not going to be easy. So I always have the follow-up question of, what would this look like if it was fun? And between the two of those answers, I can usually come up with something that works for me and works for my subscribers. I love it. Liz, how can people subscribe or get to know you better? What's your website and how can we follow you or find you? Yeah, thanks so much for asking. Of course, I'm an email marketer. I would love for you to join my list. You can go directly to lizwilcox.com. In the top right-hand corner, there's a hot pink button. You cannot miss it. Remember, we talked about a welcome sequence today. We talked about what to put in your newsletters to make friends. Uh, So I'm gonna give all of that to you for free. Hit that hot pink button. You're gonna get a four-part welcome sequence already written for you so that you can put that personality, vision, and values to work in the first four days. You're gonna get three newsletter examples to show you how to make a friend. Those are to show you how to get people to click, how to get people to reply, and how to get people to buy directly from your newsletter. And because I know writing from scratch totally sucks, you're also gonna get 52 subject lines already written for you, lizwilcox.com, hot pink button. I love it. Oh, you made it super simple, easy, and fun. (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Liz, for everything today. And now i got to go find my hot pink button to click on. I I can't wait. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait to see what email does for your marketing expedition.
Awesome, awesome. And for those of you listening, go visit LizWilcox.com and click on that hot pink button. And while you're online, go give us a review because that helps everyone for Liz and for the Marketing Expedition community. And uh, until next time, everybody, enjoy your marketing journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.